0: Hey Unexplained Ones, this is Dr. Mounts and thanks for tuning in to All Things Unexplained where we talk about everything from Bigfoot to UFOs to astrophysics and everything in between. So if that sort of thing is for you, make sure to follow us wherever you podcast along with a review and a rating. It takes a lot to get All Things Unexplained on the air and this podcast is made possible by listeners like you. You can support the show by checking us out on Linktree at A-T-U-Podcast. That's A-T-U-Podcast. There you'll find links to all our socials. You can support us on Venmo. You can purchase your official All Things Unexplained merchandise. And you can even book us on Cameo. And now, let's get to the show.
1: All Things
0: Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. (laughs) C.J. Derringer.
2: Ain't nobody perfect, right?
0: And
1: Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man.
0: Uh, I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody.
2: Previously, on All Things Unexplained.
1: Sometime in the middle of the night, uh, I wake up, I see a blue light coming from the living room. We don't have any blue lights in the living room. And then uh, I wake my wife up and ask her if she sees the blue light. She says yes. and I said, well, I'm going to have to go check it out. Could be a burglar. So I try to get up off the bed and all of a sudden I'm paralyzed. I can't move. I remember struggling intensely. This was not a dream, uh, because I remember struggling uh, intensely to um, get my mobility back, couldn't move. I turned to my wife and asked for help, and she uh, now was unconscious. So uh, next thing I realized is there's an odd, uh, looks like someone in the bedroom door with a hood on. I can't make out the face. In fact, it seemed to me like um, it was blackened or I I just couldn't make out any face. And after that, I'm aware of what I think of our small children in the room. Uh, That's the way they seemed to me. And again, I don't recall what they looked like except that they were small. I'm lifted off the bed and taken... Towards the window, I think to myself, these children won't know how to open the latch. I lock the window. They take me right through the window. I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's what happened. Take me right through the window. Next, I'm on board. Currently, on board a craft, uh, lying on a table, and I'm being shown a needle, uh, a long needle. With long bony fingers being held right in front of my eyes. They want me to see this needle. They say, uh, telepathically again, uh, we're going to insert this in the groin area. It's not going to hurt. Well, they started to do that. And it was very, very painful. I expressed that it was very painful, and all of a sudden the pain goes away. <laughs> presumed they took a sample of sperm. After that, uh, they sent me up on the table. There were two small beings on either side of me that escorted me to a area that was built into the side of the craft, uh, like a bench area. They sat me down and, um, and they took me over to another area where I uh, appeared to be a doctor or a nurse, uh, turned me around and poked their fingers down my spine like that. That was it. Uh, then they escorted me through a curved hallway. And again, I was not walking, I was floating uh, around a curved hallway and then bright white light and I was back in my bed.
2: Yeah. Do you think that the government created this program is like a, a, a wag the dog sort of situation, that it's just a show? They've got some very intelligent minds working on these things over here while they're actually doing really big things over here if they're having such trouble connecting with other government agencies.
1: Well, this goes back to the cabal that I was talking about. Mm. The, uh, the people within intelligence agency, the the people that are involved with this cabal, which is this group that's bent on keeping these secrets, uh, are individuals. Um, It's like, for example, CIA. Let's take CIA, for example. I'm sure there are people within CIA that are very knowledgeable about UFOs and then others that uh, the great majority of other agents in CIA are not. So, um, I don't know if that helps answer your question, but um, it's a very complex, secretive thing we're dealing with uh, if, if on the public side, uh, we're going to have a tough time breaking into that uh, that cabal group and getting real information.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, right after the spy balloon, we entered just uncharted territory in american history over super bowl weekend where breaking news we we (laughs) shoot down three unidentified flying objects one over canada one over alaska one over lake huron and that's just how where it's at even right now this was over Mm -hmm. super bowl weekend and no no pictures no videos no explanations they even attempted to blame one of them on a like a child's pico balloon, which we talked, <laughs> yeah, we talked to the pico balloon folks, and we de- we determined that that just was not feasible. That that they blasted down a a very tiny pico balloon that everybody could log onto their computer and track. So, uh, Bob, what do you make of this historic situation where we're acknowledging we're shooting down UFOs, but we're not finding out anything about them?
2: Well,
1: you and I aren't. Uh, somebody is. Um, and again, this goes back to the excessive and extreme secrecy. Uh, another aspect of the, the two books, of the last two books. The public has a right to know uh, about the UFO phenomenon because the government has been hiding these secrets for over 70 years. And we need to know what our government is doing. It's part of our democratic principles, that the public be informed in order to know whether we want our government to, uh, like you say, shoot down these objects or or welcome them or something else. you know, um, This is a complex situation and uh, the public needs to have more information and there's people out there that are just bent on secrecy And uh, that needs to change. And that's why I'm so pumped up to uh, keep pressing, keep pushing for disclosure. Right. So, uh,
0: And, you know, one thing I noticed on social media, Bob, is that you were not exactly very pleased with the amount of disclosure that happened during the latest UFO hearing. But they did tease us with a video that, a very, very short clip that when CJ and I saw it, we instantly said, Oh, the Mosul orb, but (laughs) it actually turned out it, it wasn't the Mosul orb. I'm sure you know this, but this ties back to Jeremy Corbell and something he released and, and who he's become become kind of the authority in lieu of the government on such things. But now here they are releasing something and without giving him any acknowledgement whatsoever, by the way, but, Here's this orb, right? So, what what did you make well, one of the hearing yeah. and two of this very quick snippet of an orb over a war zone?
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm writing. Uh, uh, I just uh, finished writing the uh, part two of my uh, analysis of Arrow and that hearing in particular. I, I, I wrote uh, part one and published it uh, on a website. Uh, if you go to my Twitter feed, uh, you can link to that website and read uh, what I wrote. It's It was about four or five pages. This one, the second one, is about six pages long. But I go into quite a lot of detail on uh, critiquing uh, uh, that so-called testimony. Uh, let me just say that they could have shown any number of other videos, um, and I'm not talking about the Tic Tac videos, but uh, many other videos of UFOs, I could provide them with at least two or three that are authentic uh, and would bring up many more questions than, than the one they showed. So yeah, I thought it was a farce. I thought it was not educational at all. You know, I think most of us knew uh, everything uh, he, uh, Kirkpatrick, said. What disappointed me was that there were only three senators and none of them pursued questions after he made his statements, um, such as a statement he made about um, they have found no evidence of an extraterrestrial presence or an advanced technology. And that's completely false there is plenty of evidence of advanced technology like I said uh, uh, there have been uh, even technical analyses uh, one done by Bruce Maccabee where he was able to determine the speeds and uh, g- forces of these objects there's a lot of evidence uh, like the statement that I just gave you um, about how these objects operated and um, and we have no equipment that can do what they can do uh so the calculus is very simple about extraterrestrial if they find or if we find that there's nothing on earth that has been produced or can be produced to do what they've done uh been observed doing then these things must be produced off earth extraterrestrial
0: right you know one thing i keep wondering DOD seems to lump most of these incidents into weather balloons or meteorological effects and other mm-hmm. mundane types of things. So, where does NASA come into the, any of this? And if if we are to believe that this is all weather balloons and and satellites and sp- junk, and why does why is there even a need for a NASA investigation of UFOs?
1: Well, actually, NASA is going to have a um, conference, I think, uh, teleconference. I think it's soon, uh, this weekend maybe. Uh, you might want to check up on that, where, where they're going to talk about UAP. But um, I think they're one of the one government agency that is, seems to want to delve into this and discuss it in more detail. But NASA, uh, what they won't talk about probably is the fact that many NASA astronauts have talked about seeing these objects. Um, mm-hmm. John Mitchell, there has been others who have have talked about the reality of UFOs and have actually seen them. Wow. And you probably won't hear NASA talk about that.
2: <laughs> That's not coming on this enough. weekend. Huh? <laughs> Maybe they will. Who knows? We'll have to dive deeper into those NASA astronaut sightings. That's pretty neat. We um we've done a lot of talking about astronauts and moon landings and Mm -hmm. is there a spaceship on the other side of the moon? (laughs) We have lots of things to wonder about. But I regress back to the current topics, Tim.
0: Well, we do have a great listener question for you, Bob. Listener Mark Smith wants to know, do you have any opinions on what planet or galaxy or Other, where exactly are these things coming from? I have
1: no idea. Um, What, uh, what is interesting is during the um, uh, Barney and Betty Hill case abduction, Betty was shown a map of stars uh, where they came from. I don't know if you're aware of that. But anyway, um, you may or may not be aware that, um, The Obamas have a production, film, documentary, film production that is going to delve into the Betty and Barney Hill case, uh, and that should be next next year. Yeah, but anyway, not
2: aware uh, of that. You're right.
1: Betty uh, recalls um, the star map. And she talked to an astronomer about it, and uh, they were able to determine uh, which galaxy, uh, not, um, I don't know, if it was a galaxy or a star system, is part of our galaxy. But that's the best I can do for you. I have no idea exactly where they come from.
2: Reminds me a little bit of the star map that Travis Walton talked about on oh. the, the spacecraft mm-hmm. that he was on.
0: Absolutely. Or- CJ, do you think we're ready to get into some hot takes maybe with Mr. Salas real quick?
2: Absolutely. Before we do, I just want to say, you know, we all need people like Mr. Salas doing what he is doing. This is certainly a passion project for him and he keeps going for whatever reason. You just keep diving in further and further, right? It just is so, has become all encompassing for you. So let's make sure that we do support him and check out those books on Amazon that you can purchase and we can all educate ourselves a little bit more about what's going on. So again, go visit his Amazon page and pick up those books. And yes, now, hot takes.
0: all right Ms. south so i've just got a few things here just want your hot take on them uh what's your thought on ancient aliens the possibility that aliens have been around for oh, millions of years very
1: possible i find that very possible let's see two summers ago i went to italy and went to this museum um, where we saw a painting of the madonna with a ufo in the background, clearly a UFO-shaped object. It had uh, people in her background pointing at it and things like that. And this was painted in the 14th, uh, I'm sorry, the 15th century. I have, yeah, I have little doubt um, uh, that ETs have been visiting for a long, long
0: time. I'm a firm believer, actually, that all of the UFO incidents and extraterrestrials basically support is supported by what the Bible and other religious texts tell us. So I don't think that they're necessarily contradictory, even though people can take it that way. Now, mm-hmm. what's your hot take, Mr. Salas on perhaps the most famous UFO incident of all time, which happened in 1947 in Roswell, mm-hmm. New Mexico? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh, there were, over 300 civilian witnesses that have come forward uh, in one way or the other and, and uh, backed up the stories. I have no doubt that uh, there were two crashes actually, one uh, near Corona and the other one uh, further away. And these were spoken about by uh, Stanton Friedman, he wrote about both of them, um, and that bodies were found in both cases. Uh, there's plenty of evidence to that, um, so uh, plenty of witness evidence so absolutely it happened, and these this is the one thing that uh, again, we have to press uh, the Aero group uh, and government to release information about Roswell.
0: I tell you what I find hilarious is that in nineteen forty seven they immediately put out in the paper that a flying saucer has been recovered. They redact it and say... It's a weather balloon. And then in 2023, they're blaming UFOs on balloons, even still. To this day. <laughs> so I just find That's that kind of kind of humorous. Uh, Bob, it
2: continues to work.
0: I know it It continues to convince people, but maybe not to the degree it used to. I will say that. So we're speaking, speaking to Mr. Robert Bob Salas, witness to the famous Malmstrom UFO incident in Montana. Bob, Besides Roswell and besides your incident in Montana at Malmstrom Air Force Base, are there any other UFO incidents that you find particularly intriguing?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, In 1966, uh, there was another incident at Minot Air Force Base. Again, all 10 missiles were shut down during a UFO incident. The primary witness uh, right now is Dave Shindeli, who's also spoken to Arrow and given his testimony and there are living witnesses that that will support him if if they come forward 1968 again minot air force base um, b-52 crew an entire crew primary witness there is um, brad runyon brad runyon who lives uh, near you in kentucky actually drew a, a picture of what he saw when his B-52, he was a co-pilot flew over a launch facility again at Minot and was able to sketch a drawing of, of that object. It had, it had a strange shape, but that was later confirmed by a general officer. They got debriefed, the entire uh, B-52 crew. This is very well documented. Mm. Very well documented. Uh, all the crew members have been interviewed, so there have been many. Um, the uh, if you go to my uh, YouTube page and look for it, there is. Um, uh, I gave a we gave a two-hour presentation um, in October of 2021 of many incidents involving UFOs over nuclear facilities, starting with 1945 over. Facility in Washington, Hanford, Hanford nuclear facility, which was producing plutonium at the time. Um, uh, yeah. Navy pilots intercepted uh, UFOs over that facility. So, but it's, I've got many, many examples.
2: We might have one more for you. We have a listener here named Stephen Bishop who said he had an experience. Uh, I was an Air Force security police specialist working high level security on the big nukes out at the Great Plains. So, we got to get the rest of that story from you, Stephen. Keep typing. <laughs> keep typing what happened we want
0: to know absolutely and we had several listeners that brought up the fascinating 1994 zimbabwe school children event right 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 exactly which was really fascinating it continues to be in the news too and a lot of those folks are adults now working professionals and they're they're mm-hmm. um, continuing to speak about it and what's amazing to me is they, they just have not ever deviated from their story the principal backs them up teachers. Um, mm-hmm. it's pretty fascinating. And and you're mm-hmm. talking about an entire classroom of, of school children of varying ages. So I tell you some an incident we're fascinated by and a person we're fascinated by Bob is another Bob, Bob Lazar in Area 51. What's your I, hot take on?
1: I'm up in the air about that. Um from my understanding is I don't know that Mr Lazar has provided uh enough evidence to back up his story i i I, have heard you know part of his story uh, i I haven't gone into too many details but i don't know that he's got enough backup to um to support it sufficiently but um i'm open (laughs) to that
0: oh absolutely it's certainly a mysterious place and speaking of another mysterious place there's another which by the way roswell It's not too far from Area 51, but another very mysterious place. It's not too far from Area 51 either, and that is Skinwalker Ranch. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Skinwalker is very interesting. I I read the book uh, written by I forget who. Uh, Anyway, uh, a lot of strange things have happened there, and uh, I think it's now owned by um, another gentleman. Brandon Fugle. Brandon Fugle, right. And he has provided a lot of video evidence, I think, and uh, testimonials from other people. So, you know, that story is very interesting. Uh, Why is it happening there? I don't know. But uh, that's that's a very interesting subject. So I'm intrigued by it.
0: Bob, we have some listeners that want to know how can they find your YouTube channel?
1: Okay, I think um, my YouTube moniker is Giant Head 3. Giant Head 3.
0: Thank you. Now, Bob, uh, we were talking about just a little while ago with the orb video when CJ and I, we were watching this live, and we instantly said, oh, the Mosel orb. What's your take on he's certainly a divisive, controversial figure, but Jeremy Corbell?
1: I don't know that I want to get into personality discussions. Um <laughs> I've uh, i met Jeremy um, I, I will say uh, you know I, I think he's associated with people that are what I call the Bigelow crowd or the Bigelow gang. To me Bob Bigelow is um, an interesting character because he's been working with the government uh, in, in secret for a long long time I think with contracts and um, providing them with information. He's the one that actually,
2: Got Skinwalker
1: H- Harry Reid. Well, Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, he owned that, but he's the one that got Harry Reid interested in um, in setting up A Tip uh, after someone from DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, um, requested it. So there's a lot of uh, stuff going on there. So it's oh yeah, hard to hard to get my hands around.
0: Oh, for sure, and and. We really appreciate you joining us tonight, Bob. And I just have two more quick hot takes for you. We talked about this off air before we went on air tonight, but what's Mm -hmm. your hot take on cattle mutilations?
1: Very real. Cattle mutilations are a big mystery, and they are associated with UFO sightings. There have been many, many reports of people seeing UFOs in and around the areas of cattle mutilations. There's a very good book called Mystery Stalks the Prairie by Keith Wolverton, W-L-V-E-R-T-O-N, I think. And that, I think, is, uh, if you're really interested in that subject, uh, you try to read that book. I know the government also had a contract with uh, the sheriff's office in Montana to study this for the government. Uh, study cattle really? in relation and yeah, uh, Department of Agriculture.
0: Oh, very interesting. All right, and my last one for you tonight, Bob. It, this man has been on our show more than once now, and he just wrote co-wrote a paper with the head of Arrow, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, mm-hmm. detailing how the Earth could be being seeded by alien motherships, and he's currently looking for extraterrestrial objects in the ocean through private funding. What's your take on Avi Loeb?
1: Avi Loeb is a very brilliant scientist, uh, Harvard astronomer, as I understand it. Uh, what he's trying to do is uh, get uh, signals, um, or, 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 I'm sorry, sensors uh, installed, I think he's already got him installed in at Harvard. I think he might have trouble getting UFOs to fly over the sensors, but,
2: <laughs> but
1: right. he is uh, he is working hard to do that uh, to find a scientific way. So I wish him well. I did work with Abby for a little while on his um, project, but uh, decided to move on. but uh, I, I admire his work.
0: Yeah, you know he. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch has definitely tried to collaborate with Avi Loeb, but he's a little skeptical that they're so highly publicized. He's a little worried about, you know, the percent chance of pranksters and people knowing where they're at and and uh, messing yeah. with them. So I don't know if he. I think he's just gonna keep his uh, test sites in secret there. Right
2: some of our listeners are curious to know about your interactions or have you met? And we, I believe we were talking about her before we came on air. Linda, is it Moulton? Yeah Linda Moulton How?
1: Yeah, she's So terrific. they're curious
2: to know if you've met her.
1: Oh, absolutely. She's a good friend. Uh, I consider her a good friend. Um, uh, she was the one that brought me on the Art Bell show in 1996. And that's the first time I went on radio to talk about my story. So. Uh, I owe her a, a debt of gratitude, but uh, she's researched. Uh, she's done a lot of good research on many, many aspects um, of the phenomenon, and uh, I have nothing but respect for Linda.
2: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for answering all of our questions and our listeners' questions, and coming on the show with us. Before we sign out for good. You've shared so much with us in terms of things that have happened to you and stories that you've heard and the importance of getting the word out there, of speaking your truth, of not being fearful to do so. What do you think is the most important takeaway for our listeners who might be skeptical about Hmm. the existence of UFOs?
1: Yeah, do your homework. Um, Don't just uh, accept what people say. You know, there's plenty of great books out there. Roswell, a couple of great books. Uh, one was written by Stan Friedman. Another one by Don Schmidt, Tom Carey. Um, you know, you could start there. That's a good start. <laughs> uh, but there are plenty of very respectable researchers that have gone before me. And uh, like I said, uh, if you're really interested in the subject, and everyone should be, do some research and make your own judgments on on things
2: wonderfully stated okay Tim any further questions
0: I did have I guess one more thing if you don't mind Bob Mm. what's your thoughts on Dr. Heineck and Project Blue Book we've we've actually encountered him in unexpected ways on this show with (laughs) other other people
1: well as you know Dr. Heineck was uh, hired by the Air Force really to help them with disinformation initially. And then I'm going to give some credit to uh, Dr. James McDonald, who was a, a scientist and uh, atmospheric scientist, but he's the one that went to Heineck and, and showed him a lot of evidence that convinced heineck that uh, he shouldn't be playing ball with the Air Force. Really, he should be doing, uh, like I said, his own research. And heineck later became a uh, very much an advocate, uh, of the UFO reality. He, again, he became a great researcher. Uh, uh so yeah, a lot of, su- uh, a lot of support for what Hayek did later on.
0: Right. And Bob, looking into the future, the future of ufology, what's your hopes or expectations for the study of UFOs and What's going to be revealed to us through the military or the government? Are there any specific milestones or breakthroughs that you anticipate or hope to see?
1: You know, we've already made some great breakthroughs. I was getting very frustrated during those 29 years uh, that nothing would ever really happen. But uh, just the fact that Arrow has now interviewed, uh, uh, I think, at least... 12 or more uh, witnesses, and those uh, are official records now, historical records, is a big plus, a big plus, because now the Congress can command to see those and hopefully release some of those to the public, because, for example, my interview was not classified. Neither was that of David Shindeli and other witnesses. Uh, showing the connection between UFOs and nukes. So I'm, I'm very encouraged that things are changing. Uh, whether or not, uh, how long, and whether or not we're going to get information like what uh, what our government has been doing as far as what they've learned from recovered craft, uh, which I know that they've recovered and been studying and actually built s- simulations of those craft flown them I know that's happened so whether or not the government will release or reveal that to the public is something we're going to have to press for we're going to have to really push for anybody who's listening to this show just know that this phenomenon is very real it's very complex and you can help by educating yourself and then becoming a public advocate advocate for public disclosure.
2: Excellent. Well, we are endlessly grateful to you for your time, for your work, for your insight sharing with us. Thank you to our listeners who tuned in live and shared your comments and questions. We are grateful to you as well. If you have any stories to share with us, if you've had experiences, please do send them our way. You can find us on all social media, head to our website, allthingsunexplained.com. I officially have my own Instagram page after Tim pressing and pressing for three years now for me to get one. So wait, what is it? The unexplained CJ? Unexplained CJ. I don't even know. But please send me your stories. I would love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, stay happy. Stay strange. Keep listening to All Things Unexplained.
0: Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Sure.
2: You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. You can support the show by visiting our Linktree account at linktree.com backslash A-T-U podcast. If you can't get enough of us, please check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he has a lot of hats. Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.